Welcome to the podcast! Yeah, it's Beck and Jazeel here, and this is some of the best bits of our show in the last 24 hours. It'll make your wildest dreams come true. Well, it's definitely some bits of the show from the last 24 hours, but we really hope you enjoy it. Well, this is fantastic news, and it's all thanks to... No, no, it's just going to be good news. It's the name. Uh, fine. This isn't fantastic. This is good news. <laughs> uh, and this is all thanks to a lady by the name of Joy, who can smell Parkinson's. What? How? I know. Incredible, right? So she has got hypersensitive sense of smell. She's being diagnosed with that, which I have thought about that. Would that be a blessing or a curse? Well, so, you know, if you had hype, is it hypersensitive to everything? That would be quite annoying. Very annoying. Yeah, if someone had the slightest smell, f- smelly feet. Mm. Oh. Well, my brother has hypersensitive ears. Oh, that would be annoying too. Does he have to wear headphones all the time? He has to put uh, earplugs in yeah. everywhere he goes. Oh, wow. Well, not, like if he's walking down the street, it's fine. Yeah. But if he goes to church, if he goes to the movies, if he goes to anywhere where the volume is slightly higher, he's like, it's way too loud. So he's oh, going to wow. block his ears. Yeah. Wow. But so this lady, uh, she is it's now 72 and she has had this for as long as she can remember. So basically dating back uh, to when her husband was 33 year old, yep. 33 years old, she noticed that he, his smell changed and she was like, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder what's going on there? Oh, well, didn't think too much of it. 12 years later, her husband got diagnosed with Parkinson's. Oh, wow. And her husband was a doctor. And so he was saying, hmm, I wonder if my smell, you said my smell changed 12 years ago. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. So they reached out to a few universities and they got studying. Yeah. And over the course of decades, they realized, oh, hang on, there actually is a link. Between your smell? Yep. Wow. But we can't pick it up, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I have heard of dogs, some dogs being able to pick it up. Yeah, they can pick up like different diseases mm. and stuff like that. Well, Joy's nose can pick this up. So they have been working with her for the last two decades to try and figure out how we can make a, a, a super easy test for everyday people to do it. Yeah. And they have now solved it. Oh, thanks to Joy's sense of thanks smell. Thanks to Joy's sense of smell. So now it's a simple swab. Now, I need to stop this story right Where here. Where are they swabbing? They are swabbing the back of the neck. Okay. okay. One cotton bud, swab up the top, and then they test it, and then they know. However, they've only tested this in a lab, so they haven't brought it to your hospitals and everyday yep. people yet. But they plan in the next two years to make it uh, available for That's these really situations, cool. which is fantastic. It could just be like part of a routine checkup when you're over 30. Yeah. Wow. And if you can diagnose that 12 years before any of the symptoms. Yeah. That is fantastic. That's good. That is that is fantastic news. You're not good news? Well, eat my hat. <laughs> <laughs> but just quickly, does anyone have a hyper sense of something? Ooh. So my brother, hyper sense of hearing. Yep. Uh, this lady, hyper sensitive sense of smell. Ooh, I'd be interested to know if anyone. I reckon I've got a bit of a uh, good nostril on me. Do you? Yep. I mean, I can smell ants for starters. Yeah, but that's some people can smell squashed ants, other people can't. Yeah, so that's me. But I, I've, I've got a keen nose. Does coriander taste like soap to you? It does. I wonder if those two things are related. We'll do our own little experiment people here. People who but... smell squashed ants also think coriander tastes like soap. Okay, quick poll. 0429 <laughs> If you can smell ants, do you hate coriander? Let us know. 0429 Learning so much today on the show. <laughs> We're science. So I was very, very hopeful at the beginning of the text that came through. Yes, because they have said, I have a super sensitive nose and ears. Uh, I love coriander and can't smell ants. Okay, mm-hmm. that's true to our hypothesis. 
hypothesis. Mandy said, I can smell dead ants and I cannot stand coriander. Another one that goes in line with our hypothesis. Tracy, yes, I can smell ants and I love fresh coriander. So again. Yep. Uh, Cherie, I'm the same as you, Brother Gazeel. Uh Yes to smelling ants and hating coriander. Hmm. Actually, yes, Tracy. So I can smell ants. And I love fresh coriander. Oh, hang on, no. So that's actually no. We've we've already. No, yeah, that's not. This good. is. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I've just realised. And Nick, no, I can smell ants, and, and I, I love, love coriander. coriander. Oh, and oh, Tegan, Tegan no! said I smell ants, but I love coriander. It's no. all ruined. No, it blew our hypothesis out of the water. Unless, as Talana has just mentioned. Unless Tegan, Nick, Tracy all love eating soap. Oh, well, maybe then. Then they're like, <laughs> I love eating soap, so of course I'm going to love coriander. Now, this is more of a local good story. Ooh. That made it to the international news website. Are we talking local as in Australia or local as in WA or local as in Perth? Well, it could be considered the Perth metro area. Now, okay. Mandra. Okay. Oh, just out of it. Yeah, so the Mandra <laughs> Giants. Oh, yeah, we've talked yeah, about this on the show we've talked before. about it. Well, I've got some more, like, information around who made them and what they mean. Oh, they have meaning. I thought yes. they were just making giants. No, so they have been put together by a Danish artist, and they're actually a community of giant trolls. Right, okay. And they've been made out of recycled natural material, and it also weaves in Aboriginal tradition, modern eco-consciousness, and, of course, pure childhood creative expression. Right. Because I have, I went there before they were fully finished, Yeah. and he was just ripping old pallets apart to make them, which I thought was quite cool. Oh, you saw him making them? I didn't see him make them, but I could see what, like, he was halfway through the process, right? Yeah. So I could see there was a pile of pallets, half of them were dismantled, and then the other half were actually creating this giant. That's cool. His name is Thomas Dambo, and uh, they also have names. Oh, each giant. Each giant has names. Uh, Little Lou, Vivi Cricklestone, Seba, and Santi Ikto. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you're reading them, not me. <laughs> He's also made dozens of them in other forests around the world. They're not just here. There are some in other locations around the world. This is a question I had. Does he leave them? Because they're only in Mandra for a year. Yeah. Or just under a year. Well, these other ones that he's made are left there. That, that's cool. They're still there. So they are in China, uh, Wyoming in America, Wyoming, uh, Colorado, Colorado, Maine, uh, Copenhagen, Chile, and there's a few other places that they haven't mentioned. Well, he's going to run out of countries to go to. You are, so you're right. Their limbs are made out of pallet wood. Right. Uh, their bodies are more detailed and features are chopped up from castaway furniture. Oh. And together they tell the creation story of the Binjareb Noongar people and the waterways and wetlands of their home. Right. So he's tailored the ones in Mandra. Yeah. Like to, a, around to suit. the. Yeah. And so he obviously does that around the world. Yeah. How cool is that? Uh, he says, like, for him, this is like his meaning behind it that the trolls yeah. represent the voice of nature. Sometimes they can be gentle and quiet, other times they can be really violent and brutal. And that's how nature is. If you're not careful, nature will knock your whole house over. 
Isn't that true? Yeah, right. And each one of them took about six, uh, sorry, seven hundred and fifty hours of work to construct. Six hundred and fifty. Seven, sorry, seven hundred and fifty. Uh, he did have some volunteers, uh, but he also completed all the work on site. So he allowed the inspiration and energy of nature to drive the team on. Well, see, that's what I thought was very cool because when I heard they were coming, I was like, "Oh, yeah, cool. We put someone on a big ship. They come over here, and he puts them up." But to be able to witness him, I guess, making it on site. Yeah. Oh, awesome. It's so cool. So I wanted to share that good news with you today. Now, if you head down there, you get a little bit of uh, background knowledge. Yeah. Look at these giants. Whew, what a hoot that was. That was. Oh, I'm yeah. tired just from listening to it. Oh, I'm energized. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want more from The Drive Show, just visit 985.com. And don't forget, you can tune in live anytime for more of this great banter.